Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everybody, this is Gilbert, and you're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> it's Stu's Wrestling Podcast's 50th episode extravaganza. A big congratulations to Stu on this milestone achievement, and a thank you to all the listeners for tuning in. As a special treat, today we're taking you all to Hollywood with the gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling! to Mike Angus for that special intro. It's episode 50 and we have got Jeannie Pisone, aka Hollywood from the gorgeous ladies of wrestling Glow. Glow was a huge show in the 80s and it's remade for television as a Netflix original series. It's the first girl to be selected for a role as one of the wrestlers in the show and she was chosen to be Hollywood. She talks about all that being trained by Mondo Guerrero from one of the greatest wrestling families in the history of wrestling. We talk about her appearance on Family Feud against WCW and WA guys, then going into TV shows that she appeared in, Afterglow, and how it changed, unions being part of a union, it was more secure for her for work. We talk current projects that she's doing, including Hollywood Botanica, she makes artisan soaps, and we talk about that too. So, without further ado, it is the celebratory episode 50 of Shoes Wrestling Podcast with Jeannie Bissone, a.k.a. Hollywood from Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Enjoy. It is my pleasure to have all the way from the US of A coming to you in the UK, whoever's going to be listening to this, we're worldwide now. It's Jeannie Bissone, and you will know it most notably as Hollywood from Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, which is Glow. How's it going, Jeannie? I am doing well, my friend. How's it going with you? Are you safe? Are you healthy? Good. We're, try- we're trying our best, Jeannie. We're trying our best over here, I tell you. It's, uh, it's just um, it's the distancing, isn't it? That's- yes, it is. That's- and your mask. I mean, and the mask. I know some people don't want to wear the mask, but... No, 
I have been wearing mine since day one. I don't, we don't really go, I go to the store. Um, that's about it. And everything is a drive through. If I have to go through the bank or if I do, if I want something special to eat or pick something up, it's common sense, really. It's just common sense. You know, I, um, I just rather be safe than sorry. It's not a political thing. It's just uh, who wants to be asymptomatic uh, and then spread it to your folks, to the older people. Um, it's, that's just what it is for me. It's just trying to be safe at all times. Which state are you in? Just, uh, just so we know. Right now, right now I'm in Tennessee. Right. I go visit my, my, my folks who are in California and I go to California once a month. And then there are times I, I haven't even been to New York. I was scheduled in March. I canceled it. I canceled Chicago. Um, a lot of things have been postponed and canceled conventions. Very weary about going to a few that are coming up in September. I'm going to play that by ear, but I think the way that things are going, and I've been watching the news, it doesn't look very promising. It feels like things are escalating again. Mm. So um, I'm happy, you know, at the house. I uh, and if I do fly, because I've been to California a couple of times, I'm always wearing the mask. If I see my folks who are close to 80 now. I might visit them outside in the backyard and we keep our distance, but it's just, again, it's, it's just mostly common sense to keep everybody healthy. Cause how, how do I know if I have it or not? Exactly. You know what I mean? Without, without being tested, I have no symptoms. Um, my boyfriend got tested just because it's a fluke. He pulled something in his shoulder. He plays guitar. So he was having some issues with the shoulder strap and uh, he just said, hey can i get tested and they said yes so he was negative so that's a good sign to know that at least you know the person that you're you've been with for 18 years and 24 7 these days is negative so that's a good, <laughs> a good thing that's good that's, yes, good that's very good yeah at least you're both healthy absolutely that's yes. all that's all we want genie that's all we want. right i'm going to get into it now uh, the first question I open with this pretty much 90% of the time. When did you first see pro wrestling? So when I first saw first, uh, pro wrestling, it was through uh, being a grandma and grandpa's. My grandfather had it on the television set, and I was like, I don't get it. What are these two large men fighting against each other? how an it just didn't do anything for me but i'm a kid i'm a child um and then it wasn't really until i had the audition where i really started watching and learning and figuring out oh this is how it works bad guy good guy you tell a story you wrestle at the end there's a winner wow this is kind of cool which guys and gals jumped out the screen at you at the time if you can remember um, back in the day, I would say it would be Hulk Hogan, uh, Jesse the Bod Ventura, uh, Andre the Giant. I would have loved to have met him. Um, so those, and then there wasn't really a lot of women back then. So I can't say that I had a favorite, but then by reading, going back into history to Mildred Burke and to the Mae Youngs, um, the uh, Penny Banner, uh, Elvira Snodgrass. I mean, there are just so many names out there. Some are more popular than others. Um, 
to read their, their stories. Penny Banner, I'll read for you. Penny Banner, I read her book. She says in her book that Elvis Presley loved wrestling, women's wrestling, and he would come, uh, he would wait in his limo, and he would wait for, for Penny to, for her to get done, and then those two would go off and hang out. So I thought that was a really cool story that she told. I didn't know Elvis. You never know. I would never have known Elvis I know. wrestling. <laughs> I didn't either. Crazy. I didn't either, right? Yeah. Jeannie, I'm going to go to you now with wrestling. And um, okay. I suppose the best thing to ask, firstly, is when did training begin for you personally? Uh, training began for me. There was a huge audition in 1985. Um, anybody who was at that audition could go down and train. So I went down. Mondo Guerrero was training everybody. He comes from a huge wrestling family. Very legit. I went into the training in 1985, somewhere around, I'd say, September or October, the fall. And they were only needing 12 individuals, 12 girls to do the pilot. So I trained, and uh, I trained Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays after work, of course. And I noticed that there were less and less people because they were weeding out the girls that could and couldn't. And I was one of the ones that could. And we filmed. The pilot in 1985 in December, um, we were at the Riviera Hotel. So we filmed that in 1985. 1986 comes around, and now we have to sell the show for syndication. So they took four of us to a huge convention called NAPE, N-A-T-P-E, and uh, we were there selling the show. We ended up selling the show. I quit my job in... Uh, April, and I moved to Las Vegas to shoot not one, not two, but four seasons of Glow. So I'm really the only one that did the pilot and all four seasons. Now, Mountain Fiji came in on the first season, and Mountain Fiji, who's passed, bless her soul, is um, did four seasons. So I'm the only one that did the pilot in all four seasons. So I had seen girls come and go and people getting injured uh, and, and whatnot. But what a great ride. How, how just to go back to training, how, how tough was it? Like, obviously, you were learning your craft. How, how tough was it you, for you personally, the training side of it? The training for me, because I've, I was already um, pretty uh, coordinated, let's say. I played softball, volleyball, basketball, track. I did all of those um way before glow so i mean if you i already had that kind of a background so for me it was just watching and learning it was forward rolls backward rolls uh drop kit it just you know just learning like anything else and when you're 21 years old you're fearless you're not afraid you know mondo said which one of you can ram your head and uh let what he goes like this, which one of you can ram your head into the turnbuckle, turn over and land on your back, and I raise my hand. So that's where you're fearless. Sure, I can do that. I tried it, and that's what they wanted. They wanted girls, you know, because back in that day, I don't believe any of those girls were into pro wrestling. There's no way. They were mostly, um, uh, they could be dancers, uh, acrobats, gym, gymnasts. Um, we had cheerleaders, you know. 
but not me. I was I, I was in a laboratory drawing people's blood, you know, but I definitely had a good physical background. So for me, it was pretty simple. You were the first, first of the girls to be recruited. I'm right saying that, aren't yes, I? Yes, sir. That, that's, yes. that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's incredible like, to be the first one. Uh, did you have um, did you have creative ideas for the character or were you told how the character would be? So first of all, uh, before the girls were chosen, they said these are the characters that we have in mind for you girls to play. There were different sorts and uh, Hollywood and Vine, those characters appealed to me as did Tina and Ashley. I'm like, those are characters that I could relate to. So when they said, Jeannie, you're going to be Hollywood, I was like, yes, oh, this is exciting. So from there, they said to me, okay, I go, well, what is Hollywood? Well, she's a, she's a bad girl, all right? So that's easy. She doesn't follow directions or rules, breaks rules. Um, and they said that we were these street punks. I'm like, God, I go, what? A street punk? This, this is interesting. Uh, let's see how that works. Um, what I started doing is I wasn't quite liking the outfit that they came up for me, this one piece that was just unflattering for my body type. I'm really skinny thin, not any curves anywhere. So um, I started coming up with other ideas for the character. So if you think about the 80s, and music, I was way into 80s rock and roll, which would be classic rock today, I guess. I don't know, but what hard rock. So I'm like watching these chicks on Motley Crue videos, <clears throat> Judas Priest videos, um, Cinderella videos, and they had crimped hair, and they had gloves, and they had corsets, and, they, and fishnets. I'm like, I am going to dress like that. So um, I had a lot of input on the way that um, they let me, I, I didn't even have to ask anybody. I just started bringing in outfits and just one for Vine, one for me, the animal print, when animal print was like, you know, which still is today actually. Um, so yeah, we had, we had a lot of input, at least I did for my character as far as what to wear, hair, makeup. Cool, cool to have the creative freedom because obviously you hear about, uh, you know, over at WWE, a lot of it, you know, they're told what they've got to do and how the character should be. So it's cool that you, yes. have, cool that you had the freedom to do that. Yeah. Well, they did, well, they, well, they gave some of us freedom and some not. You know what yes. I mean? I mean, there were specific, like the Russian. The Russian needed to be in that specific outfit. Royal Hawaiian would be in her specific outfit. I mean, you got to change here and there, but if you look, like, they all have the same outfits. Mountain Fiji had the same outfit. Matilda the Hun had the same outfit. If you look at some of the the um, the matches from season one to four, I have different I have different color hair. So that was really cool about my characters. I could change the hair. Um, at least he let me have mine long. Some people like poor Lightning. He wanted Lightning who had hair to here to chop it off to here as a superheroine. I know she didn't like that. <laughs> um, no, Godiva. She had the same outfit because that's Lady Godiva. So um, for me, I was very lucky that we had um, the opportunity uh, to take it a step farther and make our characters look hot or not. <laughs> I 
I'm going to, you, you touched upon, you, you said about Tina Ferrari, and we obviously know her very well as um, Ivory in her STEM. Correct. Now, I know Stone Cold gives a lot of praise to Tina Ferrari when he does the podcast. He was a big, big fan. So how it. is it? How is it working with Tina, uh, Tina Ferrari, as, as we would call her from GLOW? She was a star from the get-go. Um, she had it together. Her and Ashley were cheerleaders, and they were dancers, and they had been in front of a live audience and a crowd. So they were way five steps, ten steps ahead of me. I'd never been on TV. I never acted. I just, I didn't do perform in front of a live audience. So right away, I would say both, both of those girls had star quality immediately. And uh, she was just really well, well all around in the ring. And she deserved to be champion. And she deserved to be in the Hall of Fame, you know, and move on. So very proud of her. I remember being at um, WrestleMania Fan Access and uh she was busy. She was walking. I wanted to say hello, like I let her. She was busy. Yeah. Um, she was obviously course, doing, okay. doing a signing, but she was. Uh, she just seems such a nice, nice woman, lady. Absolutely. So that, that's cool. Great, great, wonderful girl. Which which other girls on the roster did you enjoy working with? I enjoyed back in the day all of the ladies. Um, the best matches that I had, though, were with the Farmer's Daughters. Oh, my gosh. The heat with us was just crazy because the first Farmer's Daughter, Sally, went to the same high school as me. So when you are, you know, wrestling against someone that you went to school with and you want to win and she wants to win, it was heated every time. I mean, you got the best matches. They'd say, Hollywood, you're wrestling Sally. I go, again? They were just the best matches. That's why. Even though we didn't get along very well, that made for even more successful yeah. Yeah. matches. Yeah. I liked her. Uh, everybody w was wonderful. Fiji, you knew you were never going to beat a 350-pound woman ever. Uh, Americana, what a sweet woman. Really, really nice. I'm so glad that I didn't have to wrestle any of the heels because if I had to wrestle Spanish red, oh, boy the heat, there would have been some heat there too she she was fiery great worker for sure um Godiva and I we could you know we were both bad guys but I really my favorite seasons were season one and two just because you know we all trained together we all were learning together and by the time season three came along I all 99% of the girls left and we had all new characters for season three and four so I had to um you know, make friends with new girls who were just learning again. Um, I took a lot of, um, I didn't come in and have to work, you know, seven days a week at, thank goodness. So I would go back to California after the shows on Saturday night. So I'd had Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night, and Tuesday night in California. And then I'd fly back to Las Vegas and then get ready for the show for Saturday. So it's pretty cool. It's that age-old question that we all ponder, is wrestling fixed? This is Bill Apter, and my answer to that is, I didn't know it was broken. So many of you know me from my days back at the classic wrestling magazines, and a lot of you from OneWrestling.com and OneWrestlingVideo.com, but I always get questions about various things I've did through the years to propel my career to where it is today. 
as the world's most recognizable journalist in pro wrestling. What was my relationship with the McMahons? Was I the guy who started that feud between the actor, comedian Andy Kaufman and Jerry the King Lawler? What is Ric Flair really like? Who are my favorites? Well, all this and more answered in my book that you can get online or at your favorite book dealer called Is Wrestling Fixed? I didn't know it was broken. It's a great read, got great views, and hopefully you'll be picking it up soon too. So the answer to Is Wrestling Fixed? You know it now. I didn't know it was broken. This is Bill Apter, and I'll see you at the matches. GTG, often imitated but never duplicated Kind of broad at the shoulder, narrow at the hip. No other promotion. Give us any lip. We the best of the best. The beast of the east. SOS. Simply out of sight. GTG. What he said. Good times down to you. I just, I just want to come away from it a little bit, but um, not, not too long ago, I was on YouTube. And yeah. Family, Family Feud came on. Right. I just, I just found it amazing because you were up against the WCW, NWA yeah. guys. How, yes. How, how was that experience doing Family Feud with it being such a big Oh, my gosh. So we did 10 shows total. So when you go to the show, I thought we were doing one game show. When you're there, you tape five that day. And I didn't really know those characters very well. So for me, it was like, well, who are these guys? But Sting was one of them. And he was, uh, he was very, very, I mean, everybody was cool. I just didn't know who they were until later in life who were on the, on the show with me. It was fun. Wow. Well, yeah, I, I enjoyed just, it. I just I, I typed it in. I just typed wrestling, family feud, because obviously loads of different promotions have done it over the years, but it was funny. When we did, when it was WCW versus GLOW, yeah. uh, with family feud, it's Jim Ross. Well, I don't know why. <laughs> I think of, it's, it, it was Z-Man, Tom Zink, yeah. uh, as himself, Brian Pillman, yeah. uh, Brad Armstrong, Jim Ross. Jim Ross. Hollywood, of course, Matt. Yep, Godiva, Mountain, Fiji, Justice, Jackie Stallone. Then on the next one, we had some other characters. Anyway, so no, we did not know that the rug was going to be pulled out from underneath us. Because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, now what do I do for a job? I've had this job for four or five years now. Yeah. The only thing that I thought about was, wow, I'm a 20-year-old. Now I could go out. I don't have a curfew. I can go and party. I can have a boyfriend. I can live a regular life without being on the road because you know what? It's difficult trying to maintain a relationship on the road. I think that's why a lot of people or at least some of the wrestlers um, are together or married Mm -hmm. uh, on those shows. Um, For me, I did not want to date anybody in the wrestling business. I'm not going to marry them. I've been hanging out with somebody like my brothers. I knew that I wouldn't marry anybody from my high school. Same thing with wrestling. But never say never. You never know. Did you, did you come away from wrestling altogether after Glow? Or did you get booked for anything in any of the promotions? Right. So after Glow ended, uh, myself and Lightning started doing the indie scene. So we did a lot of independent wrestling uh, up in um, Northern California and Texas and different territories on, that, on the West Coast. Um, then I 
did a little bit of acting here and there because from Glow, I was on uh, a TV show called We've Got It Made and Married with Children, uh, the Kenny Rogers special. There was different shows and all of those are union. So when you're going from a show that's non-union to a show which is union, now you're getting your union card and you're getting paid way more money and residuals on top of that. That was the same thing with the, with the uh, Family Feud. I had no idea that they were going to uh, uh, pay us. I just figured we would win. Uh, and, and, of course, that we would just play for charity because we did play for charity, but they also gave us an appearance fee, which was pretty, pretty cool. That's, uh, nice. That's nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's a bonus, isn't it? Anything like that. Yes. Well, when you're not expecting it and nobody's telling you, you're just like, TV? Yeah, I'm going to be on TV. The power of television is just huge. It's crazy, you know? And here's another thing, too. If I look back, I wouldn't change anything um, other than the fact that I wish it would have been on a little bit later. And I mean, time-wise... Uh, year-wise when the internet was popular and we had cell phones and we had social media things might be a little bit different for us uh, all we had was fan mail <laughs> and television that was it I, like literally oh, over here in the uk i don't know if it ever got shown over here you might know i don't know did it did it get shown over here in at the time when you were doing it in the 80s do you know did what say that uh, we well, went over to Glow, glow, program. Our show. I know it was because myself, and there's a picture on the wall over here somewhere. Uh, no, that's not the one. But it's myself, Mountain Fiji, Debbie Debutante, and uh, Babe the Farmer's Daughter. We ended up going to London. Wow. And we met with some, uh, yeah, we went with some people there and we did some promos at your HMV stores different places they also took us to um a cardiff by the sea so up a little bit took the train out, out there uh, i think that was my first time to visit england and I, I loved it one of my favorite things that i remember is there was flowers on the corner and they were freesias and i'd never smelled freesias if you haven't they're the most beautiful smelling flowers so i remember buying some and putting it putting them in my hotel room um, and he, oh, I just, I, and another thing, I hadn't been to London, so my flight over there out of California, I think it's a 10 hour flight from California over to, uh, uh, to Heathrow. Well, I didn't go to sleep. So I was up all night talking to some surfer dude on the flight, everyone's sleeping, we're drinking and talking, and then I get to London, which is the morning, <laughs> and I've got the whole day to, like, all I want to do is go to sleep. So I learned I better get a little rest before I get into the UK, stay up on the same time, and then fall asleep. That was usually my MO. I'd sleep and then wake up, have the whole day to do whatever, go to sleep, and try to be on your time. So I learned that quickly. <laughs> you went... You you actually went to Cardiff, Wales, Wales, where I am. Yes, I'm I'm in the north. Jeannie, it is God's country. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, Wales, you're right. I, I just how how, how was Beautiful. It, Cardiff? 
I just remember being by the ocean side. I mean, I loved everything about the UK. I, I would love to come back and explore the places that I've not been because there's so much. And I, I'm a history person, really big time history. Uh, so there's a lot of history. I always thought that New York, this is a long time ago. I, you know, I hadn't been outside of United States. So when I got to the UK to see where the queen lives and see, I would love to go like, I even go back to, um, I love like Henry VIII. I love following the whole succession of kings and queens and such. I don't know what you would call it, but that is just like so intriguing to me. Um, anything that comes on about Queen Elizabeth, I love to watch. There's a good, I think it was a Netflix or maybe it's a CNN uh, series about her becoming queen. It's just amazing. It, it's, oh, I love it. I just, anything like that is just, you know, any ancestry about that time, any of those time periods are, are just phenomenal to me. It's nice. I love um, it. It's nice hearing you guys in America because uh, when I when I spoke to Barry Horowitz, he he said he's big into the Royals as well. Me too. It's just yeah. intriguing. It's nice. Oh my. Oh, it's just you have no idea, and and it's almost like with history. I love the history or with wrestling. I also love the history of wrestling. Like you have to know, we have to have our history. We have to know where we came from, so that way we know how to go forward as well. You know what I mean? So uh, just knowing, you know, and I love the whole um, Ancestry.com and 23andMe um, just to figure out who else, where did your line come from? You know, when did your last name, when did, who who was your great, 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 great grandfather? It's just fascinating. Absolutely. Going back to wrestling, could, could you have foreseen um, how far will women's wrestling's come, you know, in, into the into them now? Could you have foreseen it when you were doing Glow? How, you know, how much bigger it's gotten? I guess with everything that happened, but back then I didn't foresee any of it. I didn't know that Glow Netflix would happen 32 years later. I had no idea um, the evolution of, of women's wrestling. So um, they've come far. And it's really lovely when you have uh, younger wrestlers saying that they did watch you on TV. I, I, I dig it. Uh, you were my favorite or you inspired me to become a wrestler. It's just really heartwarming, heartfelt. Do you think the TV show was, was well done? Do you think they, do you think they did, it, did it right? Yeah. A lot of the time when, when these things get made, some people say it wasn't a true reflection. Do you think it was a right. true reflection? True reflection no, it, the way it was done? No, no, it's not a true reflection. Um, it's not a carbon copy, but yes, uh, it's, women, it's, it's women wrestlers. And, and the beginning of it, when she has that audition, when Alison Brie has that audition, that's exactly for me how it happened. People got up and left when they found out. So some of it's true. It's not a carbon copy. There were no drugs. Uh, our director did not do drugs. He didn't do alcohol. So, I mean, you have to change things up for television you know you have you have to change things up so that your your audience comes back for more so i think they did a really good job 
Um, didn't know that that would happen, but anything that uh, is is promoting or giving a resurgence to our show, fantastic. And that helps us. We did um, a lot of conventions, actually before, and then we started doing more. People thought, I'm, I, I will be honest, I had people asking me if I was on the Netflix show. Oh, are you one of the wrestlers on the show? I'm like, no, I'm one <laughs> of the wrestlers who it was about. Jeannie, do you watch much wrestling now? Do you watch? Not as much. I mean, I'm, you know, when you're kind of not performing live anymore, you don't. But I try to keep up on it. A lot of our fans on, on social media keep me informed of who's what, where, and, you know, and I have some favorites too. Try I like Charlotte Flair. I think she's awesome. Uh, there's a redhead that I love that I think is incredible. Um, but I don't catch, I don't keep up on it as much as I would if I was still uh, performing live. Now, don't get me wrong. I still do a lot of wrestling with smaller companies. Um, here, I probably myself and Lightning are the only ones that do. But I, people ask me, "How long are you going to wrestle?" I wrestle until my body tells me I can't. So. I exercise, I eat right, and that's a that's a good recipe for um, uh, a longer, hopefully longer life. Go going back to Charlotte Flair, uh, um, I still maintain there were some great matches at WrestleMania. I know it obviously changed the way they did it, the format, but I, I still say Rhea, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte had the best match of the two nights. Rhea Ripley. 23, 24, she's got such a bright future ahead of her, that girl. What's her character? Ray, her name was Rhea, Ray? Rhea Ripley. She's um, Australian. Okay. She's Australian okay. girl. So um, she's, she's the future of that company, definitely. That's awesome. You can just tell. I, I, I need to check. Exactly. You can tell which ones yeah. will make it. You definitely. I, I always can tell when somebody gives 110%, I'll look, I go, that girl's going to go far. You just, you just know. She, when she came for a tryouts and stuff, and they used her years ago, they said you look too much like Charlotte. Anyway, okay. repa repackaged the girl, and she's got like a metal rock, rocky persona. So, oh, I like that. I so like it's cool. That. I'm gonna. I need to look for her then. Jeannie, I want of you course. to. I'd like to speak about Hollywood Botanica to come away from wrestling. Oh, oh, thank you. So, uh, Hollywood Botanica. That is handcrafted homemade soaps. Uh, that came about in January of 2019. I just love soaps and I love products that don't have a lot of preservatives in them. Things that are natural, that are good for our skin. So I was always buying this anyway. So one day, uh, Christmas time, I was looking at a bunch of um, a kiosk. This lady had this whole thing full of soap and I'm smelling them. I'm looking how they're made. So I just did some due diligence, watched a lot of videos, bought a lot of books, made some mistakes here and there, and then started making my own soap just for fun. Then I gave them to my friends and my family. Um, they were getting better and better. But the thing about it is I love doing it. So when you're something that you love, you put 110% into it, just like wrestling. If you love it, you will give 110. Then this pandemic came about and then more and more people, I'd already started the soaps over a year ago, so I already knew what I was doing. So I made one this morning already. I did um, wow. orange, orange and patchouli. It's one of my best sellers. It's just, all it is is like four different oils. It's mango butter, coconut uh, oil, castor oil, uh, olive oil, 
And then you need distilled water and sodium hydroxide, which makes soap. But there's nothing else. And then on my uh, essential oils, I did patchouli and orange uh, essential oils. That's it. You mix it all together, put it in a loaf. And what I did to make the color orange, I used organic carrot puree. So I use, and so, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, I love it. You can see that I, it's something that, that I dig. And then that takes about three weeks to cure. And that'll be ready in three weeks. And then other than that, I have my other ones. I have something that I call American pie. I've got tobacco vanilla, which I love. I have mint to be, which is peppermint. And then I, yeah, there's a lot of going on there. And then I have these mermaid ones that I love. They're just some mermaid ones that make it look different. But that's it, Hollywood Botanica. And you spell yeah. it B-O-T-A-N-I-K-A.com. I think that's the perfect way to close out. Now, uh, could you please plug all your social media for the listener, yep. listener viewers where yep. they can find you, if you will? Great. Yep. And uh, if anybody wants to follow me on social media, my Instagram is at Glow Hollywood. And I have a Twitter, at Glow Hollywood. And then there's Facebook, which um, we all use still. And that's Hollywood Productions. And then my soap is Hollywood Botanica. There you have it. That's cool. Thank you so much for having me. Jeannie, Jeannie Bissone, a.k.a. <laughs> Hollywood from Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Thank you so much for coming on Stu's Wrestling Podcast today. Stewie, thank you so much for having me. We'll do a part two sometime. Big thank you to 3210 for their track, Sonar, in the intro and the outro for today's show. Cheers, boys, for letting me use it. Big thank you to Mike Angus for the show intro, as always. Superb, superb. Chris Dutton, thank you very much for editing once again. Appreciate it, buddy. And also to Lee, who does my website. Lee puts the stuff up on the website. Without you guys, I'd be screwed. So once again, as always, appreciate everything you do for me and the time you spend doing the things you do for me. It means a lot, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.